Today on the Matt Wall Show, we have heard a lot about the need for evidence, but many of the people in the media screaming about the alleged lack of evidence of voter fraud have themselves advanced many wild claims and recently and insisted that we shouldn't require evidence to believe those. So we'll go over some of those wild claims today. Also, five headlines, including some in the American public beginning to stand up and resist the unconstitutional lockdown orders. This is what's needed if we're ever going to be free again in this country. And in our daily cancellation, we'll cancel a woman in Canada who successfully shut down a pop-up restaurant because it had committed the sin of cultural appropriation. But we're also going to cancel the owner of that restaurant for caving to the outrage mob. That's where we're at right now. It's just going to be a cavalcade of cancellations. All that coming up. But first, I want to tell you uh, about our good friends over at Vincero Watches. You know, there's nothing better than having a good quality watch, I think. And it's it's just it's just something, especially if you're really no matter what you're doing, if you're if you're dressing up in a in a formal occasion, or you know if you're just going out running errands, whatever you're doing, it really ties everything together and it makes you feel a lot better when you have a good quality watch. Vincero, um, you can't get better than that. They're dedicated to the craft. They put the time and effort into crafting timepieces, so you can wear them day after day. Head over to VinceroWatches.com/Walsh. Don't hesitate right now. They're having a, sta- a, a, a site-wide sale up to 15% off anything on their site. Plus, they make the perfect gift. You know, we're getting into the holiday season, um, and you're looking at what kind, of, what kind of gift can you get someone? Well, you can never go wrong with a watch, especially a Vincero watch. Uh, Vincero offers free shipping, 30-day returns, and guarantees for watches for two years. And the great thing is, you know, what I always say about Vincero watches is they're affordable but not cheap. And there's a, there's a big difference between those two things, especially with watches. You know, you're wearing a cheap watch, you can tell. Things practically falling apart. These are not cheap, but they're affordable. You can afford them, but they're extremely well-made, high quality, and they look great. Uh, you can continue to support this brand as they continue to support the Matt Walsh Show. I'd ask you to do that. Go to vincerowatches.com forward slash Walsh. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com forward slash Walsh. Take advantage of this sale opportunity and get uh, one of my go-to watches at such a great price. You can go to the website and check those out. Like I said, these are timepieces you will enjoy wearing every single day. If you don't, Vincero will make it right. That's their promise. If you don't love it, they'll make it right by you. But I think they will. That's VinceroWatches.com. You know, there is no doubt that some of the voter fraud allegations we have heard over the past few weeks are nothing short of extraordinary. The claim that Donald Trump won in a landslide, but the victory was taken from him by voting machines that have been rigged to switch millions of votes from himself to Biden, and that many powerful people, to include the Republican Georgia, the Republican governor of Georgia, uh, as has now been alleged by Sidney Powell, were in on or aware of this scam is one that should not be accepted at face value. Evidence is needed. The Trump campaign released a statement on Sunday night announcing that uh, Sidney Powell is not a part of the president's legal team and is practicing law on her own, quote unquote. This is helpful because some of the other issues raised by Trump's official team, problems with mail-in voting, early voting, poll watchers being banned from polling stations, et cetera, would seem to be far less cinematic in scope and far more provable But in those cases, too, the claims must be evaluated based on evidence, of course. As for the voting machine uh, conspiracy, it will ultimately prove to be either the greatest crime in American history or one of the greatest, one of the most outlandish hoaxes in American history. Time and evidence will tell which is which. But after time passes and the evidence or lack thereof is presented, will it matter? Will anyone adjust their initial views accordingly? The challenge now is that no matter the issue, Fewer and fewer people are persuadable. Fewer and fewer people will alter their views to conform with the evidence. This is not simply the result of stubborn ignorance on the part of the American public. That's how the media wants to spin it, putting all the blame on you 
for not knowing who to trust. In truth, though, most people have made the very correct observation that mainstream sources of information are nakedly partisan and therefore untrustworthy. Nobody is persuaded by arguments advanced by sources they don't trust. Even if the arguments are good, they're going to fall on deaf ears if they're made by known con artists and hatchet men. You know, you might not even believe a man who walks into the house soaking wet and tells you it's raining if he's already lied to you a dozen times that day. So this level of extreme skepticism directed towards someone who has so thoroughly demolished their own credibility is entirely warranted. The problem is that hyper-skepticism towards one source of information can sometimes lead to blind faith in another competing source of information. Bad actors enter into the vacuum, make sinister use of the crisis of trust by presenting themselves as the real truth-tellers. And a public exhausted by lies, desperate for the truth, may be led into the very pit they've been studiously avoiding by someone who echoes their skepticism and exploits it for his or her own ends. But a few of the self-professed real truth-tellers may actually be real truth-tellers, promising to tell you what's really going on and then actually telling you what's really going on. And listening to them will lead you not into the pit where they can keep you confused and monetize your confusion, which is what most of the media is interested in doing, but out into the clean air and sunlight where you can see clearly and understand. These are not messiahs, but simply honest people who care about what's true and wish to share whatever truths they know with you. The task is always to discern which is which and who is who, but that's hard to do in the dark amid the noise and the chaos. I think the only way to do it is to maintain a healthy skepticism, but an open mind, willing to believe anything that's logically possible so long as good reason is presented to believe it. One way to tell the real truth teller from the con man is that the former, the real truth teller, wants us to have this discerning and thoughtfully skeptical attitude even towards themselves. The latter demands trust they haven't earned and expects you to believe without providing good reason to believe. Now, we know that the mainstream media falls into this latter con man category precisely for this reason. They bloviate about the need for evidence of voter fraud, and I agree with them, but they do not agree with them. Until this moment, they have treated evidence as irrelevant in principle. Irrelevant. Not just irrelevant, but we've been repeatedly told that to ask for evidence or reserve judgment until evidence is presented is a sign of sexism or racism or insufficient faith in the doctrines of the day. From the left and the media, we have been given the anti-evidence slogan of believe women. We've been thus instructed to blindly believe the rape and assault claims made by many women, though, as Tara Reid can attest, not all women, based solely on their word alone. It's not just that the people screaming, we need evidence today, were okay with little or no evidence during the Me Too craze or the Kavanaugh hearings, but that believing without evidence back then was put forward as a sign of virtue. The same with the recent hysteria over police shootings. The media and the left certainly did not wait for evidence before accusing police officers of committing racist hate crimes in the line of duty. They took the BLM narrative as gospel truth and demanded that the American public do the same. And if you said, hey, wait a second, let's wait for the evidence, you were slandered as racist. Now, we could go on for quite a while listing all the claims that the media has recently advanced without evidence, longer if we list every debunked hate crime hoax separately, which would take us all day. For now, we'll just file them all under the label Jussie Smollett, etc. Last week, Joe Biden 
as you can see here, provided another example of the left's, left's uh, distaste for evidence when he sent out a tweet implying that trans people are the victims of a hate crime epidemic. This was during the Trans Day of Remembrance, which happened last week. I don't know if you're aware of that. Now, there's no evidence of this epidemic. Yet, it is referred to as a self-evident fact by the people who now pretend to pretend to think that conclusions should be grounded in provable reality. And what they do with that, by the way, is they just, they, they list every single trans person who was murdered, and then they imply or outright state that every single one of those murders are hate crimes with zero evidence. Of course, no list, list of evidenceless claims validated and amplified by the media would be complete without mentioning the parade of accusations made against Donald Trump over the last four years, five years, starting with the accusation that he's a Russian spy. There have been as well many claims related to the lockdowns and mask usage, namely that they work, which we are expected to believe, potentially to the point of giving up our livelihoods, even though the evidence is, at a minimum, insufficient. We could also add the claims that men can get pregnant and women can have penises. These claims certainly lack evidence, to put it mildly, and yet that's not supposed to prevent us from accepting and repeating them. The point is that the media and the left have a quite selective passion for facts and evidence. And this is why they have no credibility when they cry about a lack of evidence for voter fraud. It's also why nobody cares or is persuaded when they make the case that we need to see evidence. And nobody's convinced by their interpretation of the evidence that is provided. Nobody trusts them. And they want to blame everyone else for that. But it's their fault. This is what their dishonesty and their propagandizing has done. It's the monster they have created. 100% their own fault. Now let's get to our five headlines. Okay, before we move on to five headlines, I want to tell you about Paint Your Life. Listen, um, holidays coming up, and you're, you're trying to think of what's what's a good gift, a gift that, you know, it's it's uh, it's an affordable gift, but also one that that's thoughtful. And I'll tell you right now, Paint Your Life is the way to go. Um, you you couldn't this 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 is going to be the the hit of of the Christmas party or whatever you're doing. This will be the hit right now if you go with Paint Your Life. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift. You've got to try PaintYourLife.com. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a really affordable price. You can send any picture, whether it's yourself, your children, um, family, a special place, a cherished pet, combine, or you could combine photos into one painting. So you could take a, a photo that exists um, in a moment that you want to capture or a moment that you haven't had a, a chance to capture, and you can create it with Paint Your Life. Uh, with Paint Your Life's compilation portraits, you can bring together family members who never had the chance to meet, create a portrait of the whole family without the need for everyone to be there for uh, a family photo. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. It's quick, it's easy. You get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. It is that quick. Um, and I have uh, our Paint Your Life, I'm always telling you about our Paint Your Life picture that we have hanging up in our living room. We're really proud of it and it looks great. Great conversation piece. And um, I, was, I was especially impressed with how quick the whole process was and how easy it was, at least on my end. You know, the, all the hard stuff is on their part. All I had to do was tell them what I wanted, send them a picture, and they took care of it. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. But I think you will love it. But if, if you don't, 
you get the money back. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. So to get this special offer you don't want to miss out on, text the word MATT to 64000. That's MATT to 64000. Text MATT, M-A-T-T, to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Okay, uh, number one, reading from Buffalo News, it says a gathering of about 50 business owners and their supporters inside an Orchard Park gym uh, shut down by COVID-19 restrictions turned into a confrontation with Erie County authorities on Friday night. The owner of the gym, Athletes Unleashed on California Road, pretty sure it's Athletes Unleashed on California Road, that's not all one name of the gym, describes the uh, gathering as a, a protest of the state's orange zone regulations that have closed gyms, salons, and other businesses deemed non-essential. No one, was, no one was cited. No arrests were made, uh, according to two people who attended. But video of the incident shows an Erie County health inspector, accompanied by three sheriff's deputies, arriving about 20 minutes after the gathering began. There's the, uh, the setup for it. So there's the gathering there at the gym. Health inspectors show up. And rather than reading a description, let's just play the video, which I think is one of the most beautiful videos you'll ever see. I, I, I found this to be truly inspiring. Uh, and I say that not sarcastically whatsoever. Watch this. These people actually work for their money and they don't want to lose their livelihood. I've lost friends, Call I've lost family own. who've killed themselves. I've okay. seen clients die because they've lost their livelihood. I'm sorry to hear that. I know you are, and I'm just a pale, I'm asking for you to guys have yeah, some compassion for the people that have lost everything. We do have compassion for people who Okay, well you need to go have compassion out in the parking lot. But this is private property. This is, this is private property. This this is private property. Yes, it is. It's private property. Go I get a warrant. Listen, man, this is private property. They're not wanted here. So do your jobs. Well, her job is. Well, no, no, your you job is to remove people that are not wanted here. You have a We're wanted here. Department. They're not. You She's have a hiding her name tag. I'm not. Tag. It's right here. It's my name. You can see my name. They're just doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. How come I'm not doing anything masks wrong. Don't worry about my health. My health isn't your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a government. Okay, well, then write me up. It's the law. Okay, then, but then, then take me to jail. It's not the law. Then take me to jail. Show me the law. Show me the law, please. Show me the law. Well, I think we got to go down. You have to leave. You guys have to leave. You have to leave. Right now, you're trespassing without a warrant. You don't get to violate the Constitution. It does not matter. You don't circumvent or subvert the Constitution. Okay, Miss, you need to leave. There you go. And that, see, this is exactly what needs to happen. And there have been several videos. Um, this is the best one, I think. But over the last few days, there have been several videos like this. Uh, there's also a video of, uh, which, which we're not going to play, but you can find online, of the governor of New Jersey being confronted by some of his, by some, you know, New Jersey citizens because he's sitting at a restaurant without a mask, you know, this sort of thing. We're seeing more of this. And this is what needs to happen. Um, we need to get to a point where we're just going to say, you know what, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, call, call their bluff, especially when it comes to these ridiculous rules for Thanksgiving. Call their bluff. That's, this is the only appropriate response as Americans. If we ever want to be free again, you know, there, there's, a, there's a real precedent being set here, which, is, which, is, which has always been my concern. It's been the concern of everyone is a critic of the lockdowns. It's what's happening right now is a problem. Also the precedent for the future. What's the limiting principle? When does this go away? 
And because the government has announced that it has the right to do this, to shut down your business, to tell you how many people you can have in your own home, to tell you that you have to wear masks in your own home, that's the latest madness from Pennsylvania now. Actually passing, a, I don't want to call it a law, it's not a law. This is just a, a declaration, a decree uh, from on high, from the, from, the, from the emperor of Pennsylvania, that in your own home you have to wear a mask if you have a visitor over. And if they have the right to do this, the power to do it, the authority to do it, um, when does it end? When does it go away? And they could do it again anytime they want. No, when we when you get to there's a, there's a, a vaccine for the coronavirus, okay, that gets under control. And then what about next flu season? We have a bad flu season. Tens of thousands of people are dying. I mean, these are these are people who are dying. The flu is a serious illness. It is. Well, if we're going to say you got to wear masks, we're going to we're going to you know to save lives, we're going to shut down businesses, we're going to have capacity limits, 10 p.m. curfew, that saves lives. Well, why not save lives again? The only way to put a stop to it, the only way, is for people to just stand up and say, no, I'm not going to listen. You want to barge into people's homes and arrest everyone on Thanksgiving? You want to you do that? Then go ahead and do it. All these business owners, just open your business. That's what I would say. Just open it. And go about, open your business, open it up. Call their bluff. All right, let's, um, let's go to this. Here's a local news station, Orlando 6. With, uh, with an interesting report. Watch this. Today, the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center is showcasing a new exhibit. It displays powerful images taken after the death of George Floyd. As New Six's Ezzy Castro got a look at this exhibit and spoke to the photographer who captured moments, he says he'll never forget. When you walk inside the Holocaust Center in Maitland, you'll be able to see some of the faces of those who mourn the death of George Floyd. A black man who died in police custody in Minneapolis on Memorial Day. His death sparked protests across the city and around the country. The portraits captured by photographer John Noltner. When George Floyd was killed, that happened uh, 11.6 miles north of my house. And I knew with a piece of my mind's goal being to hear voices that aren't always heard as well as they should be. I knew that I wanted to go up to that site. Just days after Floyd's death, Noltner came to the site where dozens were gathering, many who were still trying to process the tragedy in their community. And he decided to capture the tears behind his lens. What was the vibe? What was the feeling that you were feeling when you, when you arrived to that location? There was clearly pain and frustration and mourning happening, but it was a space that was open to anybody who wanted to show up and understand what was going on. The exhibit shows 45 strangers, each of them sharing their own message to the world. Uh, yeah, not much needs to be said there, I, I don't think. Hopefully I don't have to explain why it's gratuitous and insane to have a George Floyd exhibit at the Holocaust Museum. But the elevation the canonization of guys like George Floyd is one of the most gratuitous and insane things we've seen the left do in the last uh, in the last several years, and that's that's saying quite a lot. Speaking of insane, let's go to number three here. Let's check in with Joe Biden. Um, here, here's what here's what Joe Biden is. Maybe you can interpret this for me. I'm having a little bit of trouble, but here's a here's the latest from from Joe Biden. Here's what he's thinking and, and talking about. Listen, they talked about that in some detail. Thirdly. 
We discussed the need to help states with Title 32 funding for the National Guard. That's a fancy way of saying governors, governors need to be able to get funding when they dispose, when they dis they need to uh, and, and bring, bring their National Guard into play. And National Guards are going to have to play this. It costs a lot of money. Just think that's that's how bad it is right now. And I, we, we, we see this. We've seen this kind of thing many times from Joe Biden, of course. Uh, but still, that's how bad it is right now. If he does become president and he, he, he you know, his, his, his win is uh, legally certified, becomes president. That's how bad it is now before he has actually taken on the most stressful job on earth and, and aged, you know, a few more years. How are we going to know? We are, we are entering into a potentially unprecedented territory. How are we going to know? When Joe Biden gets to the point where he has completely lost his mind, which I feel very confident if he is the president, that will happen during his first term. I feel completely confident in that. He's already losing it without taking on. I mean, think about it. You know, if, if you had a 78-year-old, and many of us have been in this situation. You've got a grandfather or, or a parent who's, you know, um, who's going down this path. And think about in your own life how quickly this disease progresses. And usually that's with like a grandparent who's retired. And, uh, and, but, but, and, and not only doesn't have, a, certainly doesn't have the most stressful job on planet earth. So you think about how quickly that progresses. And now imagine in your own life, your grandparent had the most stressful job on earth. It's going to be bad. But how do we know? When, when he gets to the point where he completely loses his mind, are they going to tell us? Or is Kamala Harris just going to sort of assume the role of president uh, behind the scenes and, and, uh, and you know, we're, we're just not going to be told? Number four, a man named Orlando Hall was executed by the federal government a couple of days ago. Um, many on the left were upset uh, that this man was executed. Um, here's Keith Boykin of CNN. He sent out this tweet. Orlando Hall was executed last night. Hall was a black man convicted by an all-white jury. He's the eighth person executed this year by the Trump administration. There were no federal executions under President Obama, and Biden plans to end them as well. And then he talks later on in the thread about how he's against that capital punishment and so on. Uh, mentioning the race of the guy, obviously implying that there's something racist going on here. Now, if you're wondering what Orlando Hall did to uh, deserve and, and to earn himself capital punishment, in fact, I was going to read a description of the crime to you, a report here in NBC News. Um, but it's it's so graphic that I, I, I it's too disturbing to even read. What what I'll say is that he 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 along with some accomplices uh, abducted a child, a 16 year old child, um, tortured and raped her over the course of several days, I believe, uh, doused her with gasoline, beat her with a, a shovel, and then buried her alive. So that's what he did. That's how he got himself the death penalty. By the way, his victim. Also, black. You, you, you love how the, the victims are always erased in these situations. Always erased. The left always erases the victims. You know, this is the kind of thing. I, I, I've, I've talked about uh, capital punishment a lot on this show over the years. And I've kind of talked about how I've, I've wrestled with it. And I've been back. I used to be against capital punishment. And over time, I've sort of been back and forth on it. I'm at the point right now 
where I don't even, I'm, I'm not even sure, maybe, maybe part of this is, I'm sure part of this is emotional, but I'm not even sure what I was wrestling with. I'm at a point now where it seems so clear to me. Obviously, someone like this, you execute them. What, what else would you do with them? The only problem I have is that it took so long. This crime happened, um, I'm not sure when this happened. This happened, let's see. I'm not sure. So years ago. It happened, happened several years ago, as is always. Oh, 1994. That's when it happened. I didn't realize it was that long ago. So this happened, this happened like 25 years ago. That's my only problem. Executions should be, you get the conviction, they're found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, um, and take them out back that day and dispatch them. It is it is a it is a injustice to society that society is expected to house these people and feed them um, and protect them. You know, a lot of times in in uh, in you know protective custody in prison, because the people that get capital punishment, a lot of them, especially if they're committing sexual crimes against children, they're so evil and disgusting that even their other fellow convicted criminals don't want to be around them, and so we have to pay extra to protect them from their other fellow criminals. That's the injustice, is the burden on society to keep this person alive. So he should have been executed 25 years ago, um, but I'm, I'm relieved and, and happy that it happened now. Society is a little bit better off today without this monstrous, despicable, evil scumbag. Five, finally, speaking of which, um, I'm going to play something for you. I'll, I'll have much more to say about it later, probably tomorrow, because what you're about to witness is just begging for a daily cancellation. Um, so we'll, we'll do that probably tomorrow. But for now, I just want to play this for you because I just saw it and I, I have to play it. This is being shared on social media, kind of going viral. Um, it's from a, a do, an HBO documentary. I think the, I believe the documentary is called Trans Hood um, on HBO. Anyway, check it out. Here it is. Good morning. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. Can you tell me? I'm really sorry. You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. <laughs> okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. This way. May you be well, safe, and whole. We honor you exactly as you are. Okay, I'm only going to say uh, just two, two, two quick things about what you just saw. More to come later. But first of all, as I always point out, in a healthy and well-adjusted society, that video would end with police breaking down the door and arresting every single adult in the building and hauling them away in cuffs. And then even better, in a, in a really healthy society, as they're being frog-marched um, out, the, uh, out to the big bus or van where they're all going to be 
taken to prison. The, the people in the town would be gathered around, like throwing tomatoes at them and shouting at them. That, that, that's how you know we'd be in a really healthy society. Because that ritualized child abuse that you just saw, that is the appropriate response to it. So that's my first observation. My second observation is, you saw in the video there, quickly it, it kind of scanned to the, um, I'm not even going to call it a congregation. Well, maybe it is a congregation. You know, it's a, this is basically a satanic temple that you just saw. And so you saw the congregation at the satanic temple. Satanic temple by another name. But what did you notice? What, what, what was missing in the audience? Who was missing? Men, fathers. It was almost entirely women. It was women up on stage. Of course, it was a woman dragging this poor child up there. You know, it was the mother. I, I, I hesitate to even call her mother, but uh, it was the mother dragging her up. No father in sight. I don't know if the father was there or not. He wasn't, he wasn't on stage. Mostly women. Not a lot of men. Um, not a lot of fathers. That's not a coincidence, is all I'll say. But as I said, more, more, more on that tomorrow. Okay, before we get to our daily cancellation, I want to tell you about um, LifeLock, you know, our, our great sponsors we're always telling you about. And, and now's an especially time, good time to hear about it because with the holiday season, people are spending, you know, you're online, you're, you're buying things online, um, and cyber criminals are also online taking advantage of things. Cyber criminals often hide malware in emails. These deceptive emails can look like real invoices, invites, or payment information with a document attached to it. The, attach the attachments contain text and images that look legitimate, but when you click on them, a pop-up ad appears promote, you know, asking you to enable content or enable editing. If you do this, the attachment will install ma malware on your computer. And the thing is, these hackers are getting, um, uh, they're, they're very clever and they know how to make things look legitimate. So even if you feel like, you know, you're not going to fall for these kinds of scams, well, they're always, they're always adapting and they're trying to get people just like you. And that's why you need LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. This holiday season, you could miss certain identity threats if you're just monitoring your credit or your bank statements. That's why you need LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. Like, for example, uh, if your social security number is for sale on the dark web, Stuff like that that you wouldn't be able to find out on your own. If they detect your information being used in their network, they're going to send you an alert. And if anything ever does happen and you have a problem, they're also going to be there to help you restore and get your identity back. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com Walsh. That's LifeLock.com Walsh for 25% off. One other note. Um, before we move on here, Thanksgiving, of course, is almost here. And that means that Black Friday is also almost here. Since last, uh, last year's Black Friday deal, we've been consistently adding more features and products to our membership program. We're really excited about it. To name a few things, we've added more exclusive Reader's Pass content. Um, our Insider and Above members can now stream our content on Apple TV and Roku. I know I hear from a lot of people that are using Apple TV or Roku now to to uh, watch the shows. And we're currently adding the entire PragerU catalog behind our paywall. That's going to be up there pretty soon. So if your account, your account now comes with custom badges that you can earn by participating in current events. If you're um, an All Access member, you get to join the All Access Live discussions, our exclusive daily live streams with me or one of the other hosts. That was something we didn't have. I, I don't think we had that last year. So that's another added benefit. We're also continuing to add new features and products um, like, well, I already mentioned the entire PragerU cat, cat, uh, catalog and many other things, um, and also more content. Uh, Candace Owens is going to be joining 
joining the team very soon, launching a new show with us early next year. So needless to say, we're pretty excited about everything we've got coming up. And that's why you want to take advantage of the uh, Black Friday deal. You don't want to miss it. Now, today for our daily cancellation, we're going to be canceling this person. Her name is Evie Kwong. She works for the Toronto Star. She was recently horribly offended by some of the offerings at a pop-up broth bar inside of an athletic apparel store in Toronto. Of course, many questions are immediately raised about why there's such a thing as a broth bar and what that is exactly and why it's inside of an athletic apparel store and how any human could possibly manage to be offended by broth. We may be able to answer some of those questions in due course as we proceed. But first, uh, to Evie Kwong's tweets. She says, this is a whole, this is a, a long tweet thread as she goes on about it. She says, a white-owned trendy spot on Osington is selling bone broth across from jer- uh, Golden Turtle Pho, also sexualizing jerk sauce and pho hot sauce and making superfood dumplings for profit. Y'all, I'm sick. The cultures they are taking from literally fight daily for legitimacy. The wellness cleansing of the food, the lack of historical understanding, and the number of followers is alarming. I'm not trying to knock small businesses. And it is China, by the way, T-R-Y-N-A. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock small businesses, but damn, this one hurt. I legit threw out my Chinese food lunches because white kids would make fun of it all day. I bought into Pizza Day and dry-ass turkey burgers. So did, so did many others. And now you're taking our culture and selling it? And people think it's legit? Damn. It took hella unlearning and relearning to love my identity to get over that. Don't come at me with organic grass-fed immunity dumplings. It's Zhao Long Bao. I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly. Surely if I did not, I am racist. Um, anyway, she continues. And while you're here, support your local Chinatown, Little India, Little Jamaica, Little Tibet, Koreatown, J-Town, and spots our aunties and uncles opened. Uh, moving here to support their families. Know that they've had to assimilate too. Okay. A lot of problems. That was hard. First of all, this is someone who works in the media. This is, I, I guess, a, a journalist or something. And that's how she writes. Words like China, hella. That's a problem. But to translate, Kwong is upset that this business is, is selling a, a few traditionally Asian food products. Somehow the existence of bone broth cooked by someone who is not Asian has caused her to flash back to some teasing she received in grade school. And because she has this weird emotional association between broth and bullying, she believes that the business that produced the broth should be destroyed. It is, after all, cultural appropriation, she says. Now, something tells me, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Something tells me that Ms. Kwong has never once complained about restaurants run by Asians selling hamburgers or pizza. And that's a problem because if we're going to play this game, then it must be played consistently and equally. It never is. You never hear anyone complain about non-white people selling products that, quote, belong to white people, which objectively speaking in a vacuum is fine because nothing belongs to white people as a group, but also nothing belongs to any other group or race or ethnicity or culture as a group. Asians don't own broth. They don't own Asian, any Asian food. I got news for you. Individual items of food can be owned, but entire types of food cannot be owned. IHOP owns the pancakes it makes, but who owns pancakes in general? What group lays claim to the concept of pancakes? Answer, none, no group. Pancakes are the property of the whole human race. 
And what a glorious thing that is. And guess what? What we call Asian food is also the property of the whole human race. Anyone can make it. Anyone can eat it. Anyone can sell it. So Evie Kwong, you, you don't own Asian food. I own it just as much as you do. Guess what? I am just as much as you allowed to make it, sell it, eat it. I have just as much of a claim to it as you do. That's the way it goes. In fact, the cultural appropriation charge is never as absurd as it is in relation to cuisine, because cuisine especially cannot be owned by any group of people, as there's probably no dish you could possibly name which originates entirely with one group and has remained unchanged and uninfluenced for centuries. There may be some dishes like that, but they're few and far between. Almost all foods and dishes are a fusion of different influences and have changed and been adapted and adopted over time. I'm no historian of pho, but as far as I'm aware, pho itself has very heavy French influences. This is a fact overlooked by Ms. Kwong. These kinds of facts are always overlooked by the people who rail against cultural appropriation. Now, I have to add one other thing. It's not just Evie Kwong getting canceled today. I must also cancel the business that she herself canceled. I'm afraid I have to jump in with the pitchfork mob, but only because the business caved to the pitchfork mob. You know, after the outrage sparked by um, Kwong's psychotic tweets, the business called Ripe Nutrition posted on Instagram the following message from its founder. This is what they said. Over the course of the past 48 hours, it has come to my attention as the founder of Ripe Nutrition that I've made some mistakes, big ones. It was important to me to take a moment to collect my thoughts and decide how to best address this situation. First, I want to thank each and every person who took the time to bring this to my attention, something that I now realize should have never been their burden to bear. It is not the responsibility of people of color to educate me, a white woman, on why cultural appropriation isn't acceptable. The responsibility is mine and mine alone. Anyone who has spoken out about this should never have had to do this work, and I apologize for my insensitivity and ignorance as the founder of Ripe Nutrition. Oh, dear God. Um, we should note that in spite of this groveling apology, the business was still kicked out of its location in the apparel store. So it was still shut down. This is the way it always goes, of course. The apologies never make a difference. They never have the effect that the apologizer hopes for and intends. Never. It doesn't matter. They're not going to go any easier on you just because you apologize. And that's why everyone must stop apologizing. I'm at the point where people who do apologize lose all sympathy from me. If you're going to cave and kowtow and prostrate yourself at the behest of these lunatics, then I am not going to defend you. Why should I bother defending your dignity and honor if you're just going to set it on fire willingly anyway? I mean, burden to bear? The owner of this company actually just said that her broth was somehow an emotional burden that some in the public had to bear, as if there were people up late at night tossing and turning, distraught because some white lady was selling broth in an apparel store in Toronto. If any such person actually exists, which I doubt, if there's, if there's actually any person who was at all traumatized by this broth, then they are mentally ill and should be committed to an asylum. Anyone who has ever felt any kind of authentic distress because the, quote, wrong race of person was cooking a certain food is not only a bigot, but a lunatic. And that's exactly what you should say to them when they try to cancel you. These lunatic bigots will never stop, will never slow down. 
so long as there are limp, spineless, jellyfish-like creatures floating around there, out there, such as the owner of Ripe Nutrition, who can so easily be manipulated and dominated. Have some damn self-respect. Grow a spine. Stand up for yourself. You know, how about issuing a statement on your little Instagram account saying, hey, guess what? I'm not sorry. It's broth. Get over it, you, you, you insane babies. Get over yourself. How about that for a statement? So everyone who complains about cultural appropriation is canceled. And everyone who emboldens and encourages and validates the complainers is also canceled. Canceled, canceled, canceled. That's how we're ending it today. But other than that, hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Godspeed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, and The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Wall Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens, edited by Danny D'Amico, and our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. Hey everyone, it's Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show. Clavenon is back. Crazy theories about an international cabal conspiring against us are obscuring the fact that an international cabal is actually conspiring against us. That's Clavenon, the conspiracy beneath the conspiracy theory, and we'll explain it all on The Andrew Claven Show.